Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. According to Dr. Martin Luther, there are three things that contribute to growth in the Christian life. The first is called oratio, or prayer. As Christ intercedes for us before the Father, we and the Holy Spirit join our voices with Him in bringing our petitions before the throne of God, knowing that they are heard because of His grace and His promise. Oratio, prayer. The second is called meditatio. That is meditation. Deep consideration of God's word. Listening to what he says through the scriptures as they are read and proclaimed. Meditatio. The third is called tentatio. The attacks and the assaults that we face from the world, the sinful flesh, and the devil. This tentatio Luther translated from the Latin into German, and he used the word anfechtung, which is a fun word to say, anfechtung, but it's not a fun concept. Trials, challenges, affliction. When we are assaulted by these, it has this peculiar way of causing us to cling to the Word of God and what it promises in ways that we hadn't before. We need those first two items that I mentioned. We need oratio, or prayer. We need meditatio, or meditation on God's Word and His truth. But just as essential for the Christian life is the tentatio, or anfechtung, as hard as this truth is. One of the unusual things about the Christian perspective is that we receive anfechtung or, or affliction as a gift. It's difficult to get our heads around that, but the scriptures teach this. In the opening verses of St. James's epistle, he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Trials. Affliction, anfechtungs, all the same idea. Did you hear what James said there? Count it all joy. Is he crazy? Why should we consider it a joy to endure the assaults of the world, the flesh, and the devil? He continues, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The testing of the Christian faith produces steadfastness. God uses these trials, this anfechtung, to test our faith. It's important to remember that the devil tempts us, but God tests us. There's a difference there. Sometimes it's hard for us to know and discern the difference whenever it's happening to us, but we can trust that God knows what he's doing. St. Peter says in his first epistle, not to be surprised whenever the fiery trial comes upon us 
to test us as though something strange were happening to us. Because what God does through these trials is build something into us that we cannot build ourselves. Steadfastness. And steadfastness means that we stand firm in the Christian faith, that we cling to God's word and his promises that he has revealed to us in our meditatio, our meditation on his word. See, we ourselves cannot produce this steadfastness that leads to this perfection that Scripture speaks about. But God can and God does. He produces it in us and through it He brings us to completion. Not in the sense that we stop sinning in this life. Rather, this this perfection, this completion means that He completes His work, He finishes His work in us as He brings us to Himself. Whether in our death or on the last day whenever Christ returns. He brings us to Himself, and it's all by grace. St. James, who we commemorate today, not only wrote this, but he lived it. And he came to know it in full whenever he was martyred right around 62 AD in Jerusalem. He was the brother of Jesus. The brother who initially rejected Him as Lord in Christ. St. Paul records in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that James was one of the first stops that Jesus made whenever he was resurrected. I guess we can cut James a little bit of slack. If your brother claims to be the Son of God, you might be a little bit skeptical too. But then, if your brother dies and three days later rises again and comes to you in the flesh... You kind of have to go with what he says at that point. You kind of have to get on board with this Son of God thing. So, James became a believer and, as verse 1 says of his epistle, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He called his own brother his Lord. And as a church leader in Jerusalem, he wrote these words to the primarily Jewish Christians there in Jerusalem who were under heavy persecution, grievous trials, anfechtung. He wrote in verse 5 that God's people ask for wisdom in navigating these trials. Praying to God, there's that oratio, that, that prayer that goes hand in hand with tentatio or anfechtung. He also wrote about the vanity of riches in verses 9 through 11. Likely because poverty was one of those things, one of those trials that that the Christians were going through at the time. This is what they were facing. You know, even poverty and lack, needfulness, that can be a great source of blessing when it is in the hands of Almighty God. Because it forces us to our knees. It makes us ask Him, cry out to Him for what we need. It makes us cling to God's Word and His promises. Promises like this one in Luke chapter 12, when Jesus says, If God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will God clothe you, O you of little faith? You of little faith. That describes us so often, doesn't it? We often lack faith. 
So how can we pretend to produce steadfastness in it? God does. That's God's work. And God uses these trials to do for us that which we cannot do. Think upon James's older brother and the trials that he endured, not for his own sake, but for yours, for my sake. Think of the bloody sweat in Gethsemane. Think of his passion, the mocking, the beatings, the lashes, the spit running down his face. Think of the nails that were driven into his hands and his feet. Think of the wrath of God which he absorbed on your behalf. Think of the cup that he drank so that we would not have to. Anfetschtung. If God has used these things for our greatest good, to redeem us, to make us his own, how will he not also use those trials that we face in our lives for our benefit? Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. You see, this Anfetschtung, the these trials that we endure, they have an end goal. You will receive the crown that is coming to you. The crown that came to James and all the faithful that he wrote to in Jerusalem. As you endure these things, you are blessed not because of your own ability to keep faith, but because the faithfulness of God and his promises to both strengthen and keep you in this faith. So we receive our trials as a gift, knowing that in them God is doing what only God can do. He is making us like James's older brother, Jesus Christ our Lord, and he is bringing us to himself. In the name of Jesus, amen.